have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. What are the secrets to pleasing a woman sexually? Do you want to learn more about how to make a woman orgasm and squirt? If you want to know what makes a woman come, you'll enjoy today's podcast with the sex architect, Marla Renee Stewart, professional sex educator, sex intimacy and relationship coach, founder of Velvet Lips, and co-host of the Sisters of Sexuality podcast on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. We're going to help crack the code on the elusive female climax, debunk common myths about female sexuality, and enhance your sexual confidence to become a better lover. Before we kick off our chat today with Marla about female pleasure, I just want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you'll get access to a massive international network and dating platform of over 3 million members worldwide. So we have an orgasmic show today for you here on Seek, Discover, Create. Joining me, Lexi Silver, is my special guest, Marla Renee Stewart, a.k.a. The Sex Architect, the founder of Velvet Lips and co-host of the Sisters of Sexuality podcast on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. She is a professional sex, intimacy, and relationship coach, sex educator, and co-founder of sexuality conferences like Sex Down South, where I first met her, and Sexual Liberation Collective. She also lectures at Clayton State University, has been published in numerous academic articles, and been featured on many radio shows, documentaries, books, and magazines. And just to add a little bit more to her credentials, she's also a board member on the Atlanta Harm Reduction Coalition and Spark Reproductive Justice Now. So it's really fitting that she's known as a sex architect. And thank you so much for joining me today, Marla. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I can't think of anyone better to have this wonderful conversation today with everybody about female pleasure. This is a big one. And everyone wants to know how to please a woman sexually. Oh, yes. Because, you know, making a woman come, it's, uh, it's like uh, doing a Rubik's Cube or <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's definitely not easy. Right. And it's different for different women, different settings, different situations. So let's go to the basics, okay? The stuff that we should have learned about in sex ed that a lot of people, unfortunately, never had the opportunity to because maybe they didn't have sex education classes wherever they went um, or, you know, they just never really bothered to learn about female anatomy. Mm-hmm. So let's go into the main female erogenous zones. Okay. So right. the main I know, main female erogenous zones. Well, the whole the whole vulva and vagina is a, you know, uh, an erogenous zone, right? Um it's actually the if we were thinking about sort of uh, when I do erotic massage class, I always think about like sort of the top 10 erogenous zones, right? Um and it's number 2, right? Mm-hmm. Um not sure if you know what number one is, but mm. we'll leave that a secret for later. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the vulva and vagina have my lovely um, pussy puppet for those who are on video. But like the erogenous zones generally are the clitoris, um, the um, 
the G spot, which is inside, you know, of the vagina, um, and then right outside of the entrance to the vagina. So those are the top three uh, most sensitive uh, parts of the vulva and vagina. And the G-spot, you know, when, when I'm trying to get to my G-spot or another woman's G-spot, usually, I mean, you'd say it's a couple of inches inside toward the top part. Like, how would you describe that to people who are trying to actually feel it inside themselves or inside somebody else? Yeah. So the thing about the vaginal canal is that the, the average length, right, is like four inches, right? So it could vary. It could be two inches. It could be seven inches, right? There's all sorts of lengths of the vaginal canal. Um, so generally, if we're thinking about our average four inch vaginal canal, we could say, oh, it's about two inches in and about one inch up right? Um, And it feels like the roof of your mouth, right? So that's what the G-spot feels like. So if you were to feel the roof of your mouth, you're like a little ridgy part, that's what it feels like, right? (laughs) Um, In addition, it can be to the right or to the left. It can be. So I usually tell my people it's between 10 and two, like you're driving, right? It's like... (laughs) In that range, you know, <laughs> so it could shift either way. You know, some of us have tilted uteruses. Some of us, you know, there's our, our organs are shifted in so many different ways for different people. So, um, but usually it's between 10 and two you're thinking about that. Sorry, I'm on video, so I'm like... <laughs> That's okay. I'm really loving the gestures, so this is also yeah. <laughs> shout out to anyone listening to the podcast. And when the video is available, you need to take a look at this. is a lot of fun. <laughs> so between 10 and 2, I, okay, so that's really important. And I, I, there's some things that you said in there too. Every woman's body is different. Every woman's pussy is different. And we're going to explore that a lot later too, because I want you all to know that if, if you have a pussy, it's fucking beautiful. There's nothing wrong with it. Exactly, exactly. And it's so crazy. I am, you know, I lecture at Clayton State and thinking about that, um, I make my students uh, read an article around um, sort of vulva and vaginal uh, reconstruction or um, uh, plastic surgery because there's a lot of plastic surgery going on for people who think like, oh, I'm, I'm oh, I see in porn that their, you know, vulvas and vaginas look like this. So mine need to look like this. And they really don't have to, right? Right. Um, Everybody is different. So yeah, thinking about the clitoris size and everything, it could be as small as the tip of my pinky to as big as my thumb, right? So, um, you know, whether your lips are small or whether one's longer than the other, right? There's all sorts of variations of, of vulvas and vaginal canals. So it's really sort of, it is a Rubik's Cube in like unlocking the code, you know? It's like, I love it. You know, it's like, a, you know, different pussy is like, oh, this code. Oh, it's this code and this code and that code. So um, that's what I appreciate. So about vulvas and vaginas for sure. It's fun because if uh, it's always a matter of for, I mean, for me, at least it's experimenting. It's, it's a constant process of learning what a new partner will enjoy and what will make them come and what, and the different ways that you can make them come too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. All the different combinations. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say that there's a gender difference in terms of making someone come, but mm-hmm. for women, it's a little bit more in, in, I don't know, 
intimate, intense. It's a little bit more involving. Some folks need a little bit more mental stimulation, right? Like some of us don't. Some of us are like, I'm stay ready. I stay ready, right? But some of us are like, (laughs) you know, like you need to warm me up. You need to be romantic. You need to set some candles out. We need to plan a sex date because I'm busy, you know, like... (laughs) You know, there's a a, a gamut of things that uh, a lot of us think about, you know, when we have like noisy brains, there's so many things going on. Um, So that's where the sort of mental aspect of of pleasing, you know, um, pussy comes into play. It's not easy, though, because when you're talking about uh, having a sexual experience, and even for men, for pretty much anybody, sex is not all about the physical. And although today we are going to talk a lot about the physical elements of, of pleasure and pleasing a pussy, there's a lot of mental preparedness that does come into any sex session. And if you're really not there, if you're tired, if you're stressed, if you're dealing with a a variety of things, if it's too noisy, the lights are too yellow or whatever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm maybe exaggerating a little bit, but everything does come into play. And it's just something I want to, to explore a little bit with you. Is that something you've also noticed as well in your conversations in your workshops with other people? Oh, yeah. It's all part of seduction, right? And seduction is my huge thing, right? That's the top three, top one of the top three things I talk about, seduction, communication, sex skills, right? So um, it is all part of seduction. And if you're a visual person, if you're a visual learner, that means you get seduced visually. So if there are 50 million things laying around and you're like, oh my God, what is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? You're distracted, <laughs> right? If the room is dirty, you know, you're distracted. Those things are distracting for you and you're thinking or you're thinking about, oh my gosh, or if you're stressed out, like, what do I need to do tomorrow? Is the laundry done or whatever, you know, (laughs) there's all of those things. Um, If you're somebody who learns, you know, by audio, you know, it's a matter of what kind of noises are there, right? Is there complete silence or is there uh, music that, you know, it's going to my mood, right? What, what are the things that are making me feel sexy and safe so that I can let my mind wander and be relaxed and so my body can get to that really great orgasm that it, that it wants and needs and craves? And deserves. Yes, <laughs> and deserves. That's for sure. We all deserve great sex. Feeling safe and in a place where you can just let go. Mm-hmm. It's really not always easy to attain that. And it is, again, it's very unique to everybody. Everybody's different. So mm-hmm. I, as part of seducing someone, you do kind of need to know your partner a little bit and know what it is that triggers them and what makes them feel really, really good and ready to just kind of accept your physical manipulations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Too. You know, you need to know if the kids are away or, yep. a, or you know, the door is locked, right? Like all of these things like, definitely come into play for sure. We're going to learn more about all those amazing physical things that the pussy can do and what you can do to the pussy to make it explode, squirm, come, juice, and do all the wonderful things that it can do. I'm just going to remind you all, though, if you do want to spice up your sex life and learn more about sex, health, and relationships, check out SDC.com. Let us guide you on your erotic journey, whether you're just starting to explore or you've already chosen your path to self-discovery. 
At stc.com, you'll have unlimited access to exclusive videos, podcasts, and articles from sex and relationship professionals. Our experts like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Marla Renee Stewart, Dr. Nancy, Charlie and Ariane Williams, and Carolyn David are all excited to guide, inform, and entertain you with fresh content every day. Discover your own erotic tribe, connect with them in our communities and social networks, and create opportunities to explore more at sdc.com with our events, parties, and travel destinations. Join over 3 million of our members to seek, discover, and create with us today at sdc.com. Don't forget, use promo code 7070 for two months of free access to SDC. That's 7070 to get two months free at sdc.com. You're listening to Seek, Discover, Create. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Explore your deeper desires. Listen, learn, and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Thanks for tuning in and turning on with us. You'll find answers to all the questions you've been dying to ask about sex and sexuality from a resource you can trust. On the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network, you'll find amazing experts on love, sex and relationships to guide you through the fun and fascinating complexities of human sexuality with a warmth and openness you'll love to hear. Let's create a sexual evolution together on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with my guest, Marla Renee Stewart, a.k.a. The Sex Architect, the founder of Velvet Lips and co-host of the Sisters of Sexuality podcast on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Before the break, we were talking about some of the physical aspects of the pussy, and we were also talking about how sex is also a mental thing. So there's, it's not just physical, even though, like I said, we are going to talk about those physical things today about how to make a pussy do all those awesome things that it can do. But it's also important to be in a setting and a mindset where you can feel really, really comfortable and safe and just make sure that you can put your mind at ease and let your body do whatever it wants to do. So Let's talk because we went in, into like the clit and the G spot a little bit before. What are the differences between a clitoral orgasm and a G spot orgasm, and which are most common? Um, so the, I mean, biggest difference is that they're different areas, right? So the clitor, the clitoral orgasm is going to be uh, from the clitoris, right? Whereas a G spot orgasm is going to be an inside, you know, vaginal G spot orgasm. Um, so. Um, the most common is going to be the clitoral orgasm, right? Because the clitoris has purely nerves. It's there purely for pleasure, right? That's its only function. Um, it's a great function. G- yeah, it is, right? <laughs> like, yes. Um, and, you know, the G-spot, It you know, some of us love our G-spots handled. Some of us don't, right? Because of the feeling that it gives us, like it feels like we have to pee and some, some folks are really uncomfortable with that. Um, 
you know, some of us are like, no, I love to squirt. I love to, you know, you know, I love the release it gives me. Um, so there's so, and there's a combination, right? You can have a combo of a clitoris and G-spot orgasm if you're really good at multitasking, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there's, you know, all sorts of different combinations of orgasms, but um, those are the main, you know, differences between sort of the clitoral orgasm versus a G-spot orgasm. And they say <laughs> <laughs> that, um, you know, 80% of women uh, don't uh, orgasm from vaginal penetration, right? Mm-hmm. And it's mostly... And a lot of that has to do with science, logistics, all of these things. Right. Right. Um, so that's pretty much also another reason why clitoral orgasms are um, much more popular than G-spot orgasms. <laughs> when I was preparing for this show, I did talk to my partner a little bit about this. And I, I, I asked him, what are some of the things that you would want to know about about female orgasms? Because, and what he said, he's like, I want to know what it feels like. Mm, interesting. And I, and I thought that was interesting. I'm like, of all the fucking questions you could ask, you want to know what it feels like, not how to do it. Okay, clearly he knows how to do it, but, uh, but he, you know, he can make me come every which way, but it's more a matter of what does it feel like? I found that very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's so funny because I asked, I've asked my friends that over the years, right? And some of my friends are like, it feels like, like one of my friends is like, when she has an orgasm, she just sees like stars, right? She, (laughs) you know, goes into just starry mode, I guess, you know, Um, you know, and then some of us, you know, just have like really great and powerful, you know, orgasms. And usually our powerful orgasms are guided by our PC muscles, right? Our pelvic floor muscles. Mm -hmm. Um, So if we have really strong pelvic floor muscles, then we have really great orgasms. Um, and you know, and if those get exercised, you know, by doing Kegel exercises, things like that, that can help to enhance the, um, the strength of our orgasms. Um, and some of our orgasms might be a little beep and you're like, uh, uh, that sucks. <laughs> you know, like some of them are really small and you're like, oh, damn it. Can I do this again? Try a little harder. Um, <laughs> and sometimes that correlates a lot, um, with, if we're fantasizing about something else or if we're watching porn or something like that, mm-hmm. like it can be, you know, quick like that instead of having a really great buildup or seducing ourselves in some way or um, slowly getting to that, you know, orgasmic, um, uh, I don't know, explosion, climax, whatever. <laughs> I know for me when I, it depends on the kind of orgasm I'm having and, and you're right, state of mind and whether I'm doing it to myself or not, whether I just take out my, uh, my vibrator and uh, yeah, a couple minutes later pop went off, you know, just to like to say, okay, I feel good. I can kind of go about the rest of my day now. Um, the benefits of working from home. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But yeah, if there is a very long buildup and, and everything like that, you can have a a much greater orgasmic experience. And I like what you said, the the seduction process is a part of it, of course. Mm -hmm. We were talking about squirting before. Mm -hmm. And I, for those of you who may or may not know, I used to work in the porn industry. So I can, I'm going to add a little bit to this afterwards, but a lot of people think squirting is just something that happens in porn. So it's fake, right? It can't possibly be that like a woman just, you know, there's a squirt that comes out. It's just water or it's pee or it's not like a normal function. Some people think that every woman can squirt. So 
if she hasn't, she just hasn't learned how. So we have all these different, you know, schools of thought and misunderstanding about the phenomenon that is female ejaculation or squirting. So what the hell is it anyway? Can you clarify a little bit for all of us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what it is, is, a, you know, the spongy tissue basically absorbs the um, liquid from your body and it expels through the urethra, right? So that's ej- ejaculation. And so, and yes, it might have a little urine in it, little, not that much, right? Um, it, you know, and what it is, is some of us are able, like, if we have really strong PC muscles, some of us are able to just like, like, I was in Toronto. And, you know, I saw this woman who, OMG, squirted like <laughs> eight feet off of this table. Wow. It was phenomenal. And, you know, and then, you know, uh, maybe five minutes later, did it again, mm-hmm. right? And like maybe 10 minutes later, did it again. Like she was just able to build up that. She was a complete pro. Um, so there, there's some people, I went to hedonism and it's, this woman exploded. It shot 10 feet up in the air. There's <laughs> we're, we're genuinely like that. Most of us are not, <laughs> right? <laughs> that is the exception, right? Those, those volume squirters are the exception. Most of us dribble. Most of us, you know, might have a little, you know, there, here and there. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you know, it is, it's very, it's smaller. It's not going to look like you see in porn. And I'm sure you know the reason <laughs> for that, <laughs> I do. Uh, did you want to talk about that? Well, just briefly, it, when when we would do a squirting scene, we'd make sure, A, she was fully hydrated because, you know, you do need to have some fluids in your body in order to be able to squirt. And a lot of the time, yeah, uh, if, it, you know, you're not using a, an actress who is uh, not able to squirt to do a squirting scene, you're just not going to do it, or who doesn't know how to squirt. But Also, there was the phenomenon of shoving some water into her vagina, so kind of pumping her with some water so that when she is releasing and squeezing those PC muscles and and she is squirting, that extra fluid comes out. So it looks, it'll cover the camera, it'll cover her co-star or co-stars, and it'll look way more dramatic because we're talking about the cinematic experience here. Right. But like I keep saying, porn is not real life. So don't expect that from somebody. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And and people can try it out themselves, right? Like if you have a vagina and you just like pump a little bit of water in yourself, like in the bathtub and you press down your muscles, you're going to get that, you know, squirting action. You're going to see it. Um, So I'm sure that, you know, it's much more dramatic and you know, who who doesn't love the drama, right? But, (laughs) but you know, when people don't understand it as cinema, as drama, that is when their lives can be of detriment because they just are being unrealistic about Mm -hmm. what, um, what sex really looks like in person, right? And with their partners. Oh, definitely. And by putting pressure on your partner too, to make them say, oh, I'm trying to make you squirt. How come you're not squirting the way I expected you to? That's not cool either. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, no pressure. Nobody wants to be pressured into, no. <laughs> into anything. So, um, I mean, unless it's your thing, but um, for the most part, like that kind of, you know, that just builds anxiety for a lot of people. It yeah. just makes people, 
you know, just feel uneasy and, and then they're going to feel like insufficient for their partner, build resentment, you know, all sorts of other things that are going to stack on top of that. So if you've never squirted before, and I have an interesting squirting experience uh, of my own for the first time, I didn't know that I could squirt. Mm-hmm. And no idea. Lived uh, many, many, many years, never knew I could squirt. Kind of tried, kind of didn't. You know, I, it, it was never really a priority to me because I'm, I'm very clitoral. I love clitoral orgasms and actually uh, orgasms through through anal sex. I love that. But mm-hmm. honestly, I never knew. And then all of a sudden, I'm in an environment. I was in, I'm, I'm in the swinger lifestyle. I'm in an orgy situation with all new partners. Everything's fresh. And all of a sudden, I, I he, he just started manipulating me with his fingers. And I was like, okay, this feels really, really good. And then all of a sudden, I just see water or liquid fluid shooting up and I'm like, is that from me? I had no clue. I honestly did not know that it could even be for me. And I, and I even looked at him and the, the other girls who were around too, who were all of a sudden covered in my fluid. And I'm like, uh, uh, was, was that me? I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't even, I wasn't necessarily embarrassed. I was more in shock. Yeah. That, that could come from my body that I was able to do that. So if you've never had, if you've never squirted before and you don't know that you can, what's a good way of getting to start it and seeing if that's something that your body is capable of doing? Yeah, like you said, is having a partner you can practice with. Like, you know, uh, some of these things take practice. I'm sure that wasn't the first time he's done that, right? And on their end, too, they've probably practiced. Oh, yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's a matter of practice. So finding a partner who's willing to practice with you to do that. Um, there's also some little tricks I like, uh, I tell people that they can do is like really. Um, the bearing down. So like, oh. you know how in Kegel exercises, they say, oh, you know, it's like when you stop yourself to pee, that's the muscle. Yeah. Well, forcing yourself to pee. So have you ever, have you ever had to pee fast, right? You're like, <laughs> that's a, that is the other muscle that you would use to help facilitate squirting. Um, mm-hmm. So it's sort of a, a combination of those. And then, um, so yeah, so I would say, yeah, practice, um, just knowing your body, what your PC muscles feel like, what those, um, when you're forcing yourself to pee, like those other, the other part of your PC muscles, those pelvic floor muscles, what those feel like. Um, you can practice, I had a friend who practiced with the dildo and just was fine, trying to find her spot each time and to mm-hmm. basically taught herself to squirt. Like she was oh. like, oh, this is the spot. She knew exactly where her G spot was. She knew ex- where to apply the pressure. Um, thinking about putting pressure on the mons pubis, right? Like, so that's the little fleshy part above the vulva, um, pressing down on there to sort of compress the spongy tissue of the G spot can mm-hmm. help facilitate that. So there's like, a, you know, many different ways, even through anal sex, you can help facilitate that. So there's all sorts of ways that, um, you can facilitate the G spot e- ejaculation, but everyone has the capability. It's just a matter of finding, um, the, the spot to, to ensure that happening and mentally being able to let that go. So you probably were in a great, relaxed, fun, you were sexy, turned on environment, yep. <laughs> you know, like, and you know, some people, if they're having a noisy brain or they have all these mental things or, Oh, I feel like I'm going to pee or blah, 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 that, that stuff can easily get them to not, you know, be able to squirt. So, so that's everyone's homework tonight. <laughs> 
Play with your pussy. See <laughs> yes. what she can do. <laughs> yes. See what your pussy can do. I it it's really fun, and there's no reason to not experiment with yourself and and your partners, and see what what it whatever they're capable of doing. Whether it's squirting, having multiple orgasms, whatever it is. I mean, it you could do a lot worse with your time. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> We're going to get back to some of the secrets of pleasure very, very shortly. We are listening to Seek, Discover, Create, and I invite you to explore your lexuality on my website, LexiSilver.com. For those of you who are just getting to know me, you'll be pleased to find my erotic stories and a variety of kinky sex toys on my site. If you dare to enter my playground, I'll treat you to 15% off anything you desire in my shop when you use promo code Lexi SDC. That's L-E-X-I-S-D-C. And don't be shy. Come get lectual with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. You'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. We'll be right back with Seek, Discover, Create. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos and keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter, all on thesexylifestyle.com. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com. That's L-E-X-I at sdc.com. Now back to this week's discussion. There is so much misinformation about the female orgasm and orgasms in general. Most people think things and they think that it's accurate because they, again, saw it in porn or they heard about it from their friends or they've just been going along this line of thinking for so many years that they never thought that there was anything else out there. So we have the perfect expert here to help us debunk all of these myths and see what, what kind of facts we can get out of this too. So let's do this. Excellent. Myth or fact most women can attain orgasm through sex alone. And when I say sex, I'll let you could take that one. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, all of us have very different definitions of sex, you know, depending on who we are, what our sexuality is. Um, And so when most straight people or heterosexual people usually think of sex, they think of vaginal, you know, penis penetration. Um, But just to clarify, you know, sex can be any and all of those things, right? Oral sex, anal sex, you know, vaginal sex, whatever. So no, actually most women can attain orgasm usually through clitoral stimulation. Um, 
Now, if you've never had an orgasm before, um, you know, it could be sort of a mental block. So you, it, there's, you know, Barbara Corellis is famous for thinking herself into orgasm. So you don't necessarily have to be touched in order to have an orgasm. So there's so many different ways to have an orgasm, but a lot of it is through our brains. You know, it's a lot of it is mental. Um, and like we said earlier, you know, that 20% of women, you know, maybe have orgasms through vaginal penetration. So uh, no. And that's usually, like I said, a discrepancy, you know, science, usually sex with men is, you know, if you're having sex with a man or with a penis, it's, they usually come in about five to seven minutes. It usually takes um, women or folks with pussies like 20 minutes or more. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that time discrepancy is already an issue. So. So most women can't attain orgasm through, let's say, penetration alone. Mm-hmm. I, okay, so wonderful fucking answer. And I like how you're describing all the different kinds of sex and what sex can consist of. It's not always just a typical uh, heterosexual penetration, penis and vagina doesn't always work that way. And yeah, we right. need foreplay, folks. We need fucking foreplay. All yes. right, you got to warm up the oven. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we got to seduce. We have to have seduction, right? Like foreplay, you know, and and foreplay doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, it's just the touching before the vaginal penetration, right? It could be the seduction aspect of like a week before, you know, it could be the morning before you have sex. It could be an extended period of time of what you're doing. I I say growing your sex seed, you know, you plant the sex seed and be like, we're going to have sex. And these are the things that I'm going to do throughout the day to make sure that I could have sex when you get home tonight, right? (laughs) Whatever it is. So, you know, there's so many ways to like seduce, but yes. For sure. Great. All right. Number two, myth or fact, every woman enjoys clitoral stimulation. Wow. I would say that's a myth, right? Some people um, love to just be, just love penetration, right? A lot of women love the, um, or a lot of folks, uh, pussies love like the, um, the nerve endings to the entrance of the vaginal canal, right? So those are the ones that are the most sensitive or the ones that are just like, oh, yes, I need that. Right? I want to, I want to exp- like have those, um, those uh, nerve endings, you know, played with more so. So um, no, not everyone comes through um, clitoral organ- uh, uh, have clitoral orgasms or prefer that, but most women, um, a lot of women do. All right. But not every woman. Exactly. Not every woman. I like Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Myth or fact, the main reason women fake orgasms is because their partners are not good in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's like a trick question layered on another question. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny to me. The first thing I think about was my my high school boyfriend, right? I was 16 years old. Um, and you know, we had sex for the first time and, you know, subsequent times after that. And I loved having sex with him. It was great. And one of the reasons I really loved having sex with him is because I really loved faking orgasms. I thought it was like <laughs> the bees, you know, it was, <laughs> I, um, and I wanted to be an actor, right? So it was just like, oh my God, it's amazing. It feels good. And I love faking orgasms. This is wonderful. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> a combination of you know anything but um for the most part um 
women fake orgasms for a variety of reasons. One, they're probably tired of having sex. Um, they are thinking about, they have a noisy brain. They're thinking about something else that they could be doing. Um, and they're just not fully present. Um, sometimes they, it could be a bad lover. You know, if you're less, if your lover, is just like not doing what you want them to do. Like then, you know, faking it, just be like, Ugh, I'm done with you. Cause sometimes I don't know if you've ever had a one night stand where you're like, this did not pan out the way I wanted yeah. it to pan out. I'm going to have to go ahead and take one for the team, <laughs> fake this one and be like, I'm out, you know? <laughs> so there's so many different reasons, you know, why women fake orgasms. Um, and I don't think it's bad to fake an orgasm. Like I've said, if you're in a casual situation, you just want to get out of that situation. I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, sometimes if, if it's a, a partner or a lover that you've been practicing with and you don't want to fake an orgasm, I think that's perfectly valid. I think you should mm -hmm. just be like, we need to just keep practicing, you know, keep practicing, keep mm -hmm. trying. And I'm going to encourage you to keep <laughs> on trying, you know. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I think about sort of faking orgasms. So, you know, you, you, you can, it's not bad to do it. It doesn't mean you have a bad lover, but there could be so many different circumstances of why you might fake that orgasm. I agree. And I also just want to say though, as far as faking orgasms, if you are with a partner and you have been with a partner for a very long time and you just continuously fake orgasms instead of communicating what it is that you want. So if, if your partner's just not doing what you want or whatever, you know, it doesn't mean that they're not skilled. Maybe you just haven't told them, hey, you know, I don't enjoy clitoral stimulation or you're, you're looking for my G-spot, but it's not there. It's not where you're touching. It's not where you think it is. Sometimes it's just a matter about speaking up about what it is that you want or even showing them on your body what it is that makes you feel good or just masturbating in front of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's all, it's all about communication. And, and like I said, I, I mean, I've been in a situation where I told this woman um, how to make me come, like how to like touch me and what to do. And like she still couldn't do it. And so I was like, all right, faking it. And then faking I'm done. It. Yeah. I gotta, gotta get out of here, you know. Like I gave you, I gave you. It's a casual one night. I'm out, you know. <laughs> That's it, exactly. So yeah, I, I hear you on the one night stand. All right. So speaking of masturbation, myth or fact? All women masturbate, but most are just ashamed to talk about it openly. Hmm. I would not say all women masturbate. Um, I would say masturbation is a great way to find out who you are and, you know, what your pleasure zones are and things like that. Um, but not all women masturbate. Um, uh, a, a lot of women are either content with the, um, maybe the amount that they're having sex or the orgasms that they're getting that they don't need to, that they don't feel the desire to masturbate. Um, some of us are like daily masturbators. Um, some of us, you know, there, you know, there's a, we have the range, but not all women, um, masturbate. Um, a lot of women are ashamed, um, if they've grown up in a family, um, where sex wasn't talked about, you know, we have a lot of people who did not grow up in sex positive families. Mm -hmm. So, um, especially here in the South. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so what I do, I'm, you know, thinking about that as a frame of reference, just like, you know, so that they grew up with a lot of shame and, um, so, you know, masturbation was just not on the table because, or you were taught that like, no, don't do that. Like, don't touch yourself. And, you know, as a kid and that really sort of uh, does something to your brain over time. So, um, uh, but yeah, there, there is some shame. I wouldn't say it applies to every person or every woman. 
Um, but um, a lot of women do masturbate, but we've just been taught to do it in private too. So there's that aspect. So yeah, we don't and- masturbate in front of our partners. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we probably should be doing. (laughs) Hey, it's fun for everyone involved. And it's putting on a little show too for your partner, which is a bit of a treat. Sometimes they're like, Oh, so, you know, that's what you look like when you're playing with yourself. It's hot. Mm -hmm. Hot. Yeah, totally. So last myth or fact, a woman can give another woman more pleasure than a man can because she understands how the pussy works. <laughs> Case in point of the other yeah. <laughs> story I just yeah. told you. <laughs> and that is definitely a myth. Um, and it's so funny. And even when I, you know, when I teach, um, especially like swingers groups, when I teach them, um, there's a lot of women who are like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Um, when they're with other women, because they're just, they, you know, they, that, they just want to build up their skills, right? Right. Um, so it's definitely a myth. Like everybody is different um, because of the wide range of shapes and sizes and lengths. Like there's so many different variations that, um, yeah, no, not everybody knows. Not every woman knows how to please another woman. Um, we'd like to think that because most of the time how <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, but I like this. So this other woman or this other person with a pussy might like this. And re- in reality, it's like, no, 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 no. That doesn't work for me. You need to do what I want you to do instead of what you think feels good to you. Right. So it does all come down again to communication, communicating mm-hmm. with your partner what it is that you want, regardless of the gender of the other person that you are playing with. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. So we're going to get right back into that conversation um, very shortly. I just want to remind all of you or inspire all of you to explore a little bit of Greece this spring. So join over 300 SDC members for an erotic escapade on the island of Crete this May 2019. Can you believe it's 2019? Going Greek has never been more glamorous. Indulge in five nights of passion at this all-inclusive Grecian playground with daily parties that are clothing optional pools, a 24-hour inside and outside playroom, and exclusive SDC theme night parties. As you meet sexy, like-minded people in the lifestyle, you'll get pampered by the hotel's five-star service with world-class spa, multiple bars, rooftop restaurant, and nightclub to satisfy all your desires. Join us from May 8th to 13th for our divine Greek adventure. Book your rooms now at stc.com. We'll be right back with Seek, Discover, Create. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then 
toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Marla Renee Stewart, a.k.a. The Sex Architect, the founder of Velvet Lips and co-host of the Sisters of Sexuality podcast right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. So before the break, we were just talking about the amazing things that your pussy can do, all about squirting, different kinds of orgasms, and the importance of communicating to your partner about what it is that feels good to you and what it is that you want them to do to you. We also debunked a whole bunch of myths about the female orgasm. So if you missed it, you want to go back a little bit and check it out. So right now, we are going to talk about the fact that the media seems to perpetuate the message that we should be self-conscious about the way our pussies smell, the way they taste, the what they look like, and even how we menstruate or, or have our periods. Why are we taught by society to feel such shame about having a pussy when it's such an amazing and beautiful thing? <laughs> it's frustrating. I'm frustrated. It is frustrating. And the thing, I mean, it's totally linked to consumerism, right? Like, right. How insecure can you feel about your body and what kind of product can I create to make sure that uh, you can feel better about it, right? Mm. Um, so there, so that's why we have so many like, you know, douches and, you know, you want to make sure you have cleanliness or pH things or whatever it is instead of letting your body do the natural things um, that it does. And just making sure to, of course, keep yourself, you know, clean in the sense, you know, with just warm water, you know, or safe soap. Um, and, uh, so yeah, there's just, there's a lot of the, the shame is, is built into consumerism. And then a lot of the shame has, you know, we, um, how we grow up, you know, Mm -hmm. some of us, uh, you know, didn't have uh, parents who talked about sex or who didn't talk about bodies or, you know, some of us, I have friends who got their periods and they were like, what is this? And their parent was like, <laughs> oh yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah. Like, you should have talked about that years ago. You know, <laughs> not like when it happens, like I'm bleeding to death. Like what's <laughs> happening to me? You know, like, <laughs> it's horrible. So um, a lot of that shame is like, uh, is manifested probably from our, you know, from people's fo- folks, parents, um, uh, religious shame, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of our religions who, um, have shamed like women's bodies. And, you know, if you see, if you, you know, if you know, Christianity or things that were said, like, you know, if women are on their period, they're considered unclean and can't come into the church, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's so all of these things that have been, um, uh, 
I guess, ingrained sort of in our culture from the past uh, have really sort of contributed to the amount of shame that women sometimes feel. And then also like um, the, the perfect pussy in porn, right? Yes. Like, so if you're like, oh, well, what does pussy really look like? Let me Google it. And you watch porn and you see like these, you know, perfectly sculpted, you know, pussies, you know, with hairless, right? Like hairless. women doesn't grow hair unless she has some sort of hair disorder. <laughs> Um, you know, like, you know, it's just like sort of one of these things, you know, like, so that's probably where a lot of the shame comes from too. So yeah, I would say uh, shame comes from uh, pieces from here, there, everywhere. And it's not easy having a pussy because you're, because you mentioned before you see porn, you think all pussies have small lips, small clits. They have no hair on them because, yeah, that right. It's a it's a natural state, and they have a new car smell to them style thing because. <laughs> because oh my gosh! That's, that's it. That's yes, and people don't understand that all pussy smells different, but yeah. there is a bad odor. Yeah. If there is a bad odor, like yeah. Some, so it's so funny because even thinking about the smell <laughs> of pussy, right? I'm like, I love the smell of really great pussy. Yeah. And then I, and every pussy is very different. Every pussy has a very unique smell. Some don't even have a smell, right? <laughs> um, but there is a very distinct difference between a very healthy pussy and a pussy who probably has BV or a yeast infection. And um, I just remember I was at a uh, swingers club and this woman, she's like giving her boyfriend a lap dance and she like, you know, points me, come, you know, calls me over and I get within uh, maybe three, four feet of her and Ooh. I could smell her pussy and it smelled really bad. And I was Ooh. like, no, 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 <laughs> I had to like back up and go the other direction. <laughs> and, and the reason is some men don't, they don't smell like if you're in a like a heterosexual relationship or you're with a partner who's male like their senses are um a little bit more dull than mm -hmm. women's senses so um if a woman thinks oh maybe it's just my regular pussy smell or i'm not it smells different but you know whatever a man is not going to know the difference he's going to be mm -hmm. like oh, it just smells fine to me right um so it, sometimes you probably need another woman to, to be like or a best friend to be like can you smell me or what do I smell like or something <laughs> or, you know, just to clear that up or just make sure you're, you know, getting health exams and, and, you know, they can usually, you know, doctors usually can spot those things. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pussy smells good and tastes good too. But mm -hmm. if you notice a change in your pussy, especially if you're really sexually active or you've, you know, maybe recently and very, maybe not in, in, intelligently had unprotected sex with a mm -hmm. new partner or new partners, then get yourself checked out because maybe there is something wrong. But generally mm -hmm. speaking, pussy smells good. It tastes good. And it could be enjoyed by all. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there's self. Yes, <laughs> even yourself. And there's no reason to feel shame. And so how, what kind of advice would you give to people to feel more confident about their pussies? Especially if, you know, I, I know women who have never had an orgasm, like you mentioned before, and with some women who have never even seen what their pussy looks like. Can you imagine? I can't imagine. I really can't. But what advice would you give to, to some of these people? How can we get more in touch with our pussy? 
Yeah. So my advice um, for folks would be really to use a mirror, get a mirror. So just looking at your pussy in the mirror, seeing, you know, what does it look like? Um, you know, if you're selfie, you know, whatever it is for your camera, whatever, everybody has fancy cameras on their phones, you know, <laughs> taking a nice selfie picture, looking at it, you know, zooming in, whatever it is that you need to do, you should definitely take a look at it. If you're interested in more like going deeper and seeing the inside of your pussy, I recommend doing it like a self, like, um, like, um, not like a self pat, but a self sort of cervical exam, mm. you know, and that is where you can, um, uh, you know, just have the mirror, um, put a flashlight in your mouth, just spreading it apart. Yes. And so you can, you know, put that in, click, click, and then you can actually use the flashlight, bounce off the mirror to see inside of your cervix and inside of your vagina to see like what's going on in there. So if you really wanted to do a detailed exam, you could do a self uh, cervical exam on yourself just to see if your cervix is healthy too, if it's nice and, you know, pinkish and round and whatever else. That's sexy. And pussy mm -hmm. is sexy. And you should yes. feel good about it. Feel yes. good about your pussy. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, uh, there are a lot of amazing resources online. And if you even go to uh, your local bookstore, there are books on different kinds of pussies of all shapes, sizes, colors, hair, no hair, etc. They're all beautiful. There's nothing wrong with your pussy. There's no reason. And there's no reason to need to go and get surgery to make it look like it would in porn. If it makes you feel better about yourself and it's something you want to do, then obviously, I mean, you know, go for it. But if you're doing it to please your partner, you think your partners are going to really care about it or someone has made you feel shame about what your pussy looks like, then fuck them, honestly. Yeah. Fuck them, or rather, exactly. don't fuck them. Don't fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Tell exactly. them to fuck off. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because your pussy is beautiful no matter what it looks like. It's always going to be beautiful. And, and as long as you maintain a good, happy, healthy pussy, you should be excellent, should be fine. So and have someone be able to worship your pussy and love their pussy. Ooh, I like you that. Pussy. <laughs> yes, worship your pussy. Your pussy deserves lots of amazing attention and pleasure. And you should definitely practice all of the different ways that you can make your pussy explode with or squirt with pleasure. There's so many different ways. And why the fuck not just try it out? <laughs> exactly. Practice. That's what I say. It's so much fun to practice. It's so much fun. I don't think all I, there's there's rare, there are very few things in life that are more fun to practice on than your pussy. So <laughs> right, <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> uh, well, we're getting to the end of our show, Marla. You are an amazing guest. It is so fun to see you again. I know we're going to see each other at uh, the next Sex Down South conference, if not before. Yeah, but, I'm like I'll probably see each other before then, maybe. Yeah, yeah I fucking hope so. I really, really do. And. If other people want to see you slash talk to you and communicate with you and learn all the amazing things that you know about pussy, sex, relationships, health, etc., how can they get in touch with you? Um, so they can get in touch with me um, easily by email. So Marla at velvetlipsllc.com or my website velvetlipsllc.com. Or you can um, get in touch with me on social media. All my social media is at velvetlips sex ed without the E. So V E L V E T L I P S S X 
ed so velvet lips sex ed and then um and yeah sex down south you can find me always i'll be presenting there mm -hmm. um it's co-founder there and um i will be having some workshops uh in uh, south florida um in february I, I will be traveling actually a lot over the next um in uh, january and february so i'll be in orlando i'll be in detroit um in atlanta and in February, I will be in uh, Miami and uh, in Virginia and Richmond. Um, so you can try to find me in any one of those spots. Let me know. I'll let you know of workshops. Join my email list. Exactly. <laughs> That's how you can find out all of the amazing things that Marla is doing. Join her mailing list. Check out her website. And that way you can find her wherever it is that she is trotting to and presenting at and doing her amazing workshops. That's how you can get in touch with her. Thank you so much again. You were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You were awesome. It's so great seeing you and talking to you again. Thanks. You too. And thank you all too for listening today. You can tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. And don't forget, you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at sdc.com. Thank you for joining me, Lexi Silver, on SDC Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product, for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget, Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. 